Grog. Hey everyone, it's the Sideshed Podcast with me, Peter Fickling, Kerry Warbis and Matthew Weir. Well, it's uh, been an emotional week and I also don't think I've ever laughed more than when I was listening to Tony <laughs> trying to console Brian <laughs> at the beginning of the week. How did you guys find it? It was a roller coaster, wasn't it? Yeah. I found it quite upsetting. Parts of it were very, very well done, I thought. And yeah, there were some other bits that, well, Adam today, dear Lord. <laughs> His terrible acting really shone out when they were passing the journal round in turn. And then he started reading. I'm so sorry, but it was very bad. I thought of you when that was going on. But I do think that no one was being done any favours by that journal. I mean, if you're an actor and you mm. get that bit of script, I think you'd be like, oh, this is going to be a heavy lift. You know, because that's not how anyone would read a book like that, kind of handing it back and forth and taking turns reading out loud. It just doesn't. It's not how you do it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I did think, though, that it was quite resourceful because um, it was a way of her having a little voice, wasn't it, where she's not going to be yeah. able to. So I did feel for the scriptwriters, and I, I I thought it was okay to hear Jenny, if you like. Yeah, and and obviously, um, you know, best wishes to Angela Piper, who's obviously whose retirement through illness has necessitated this kind of like you know emergency scripting, if that's the right way of putting it. Um, but I sort of separating my kind of affection for the actress and sort of the the great work she's done. Jenny's such a big character. She does deserve a, deserve a send off, but perhaps when these things happen in real life, as a kind of a mm. uh, so speedily, do they? Do, do you have to? Do you have to then do the big send off? Maybe they just actually have it more true to life that is sort of just she dies and she's gone. Yeah, I did think I felt that the actual episode on Sunday where the news was shared with us in that episode, I I, I did feel it was quite rushed. Um, did what did you think about how it was announced to us? You know, it was it was basically well, Adam was the one who got the call. I was like, oh God, why yeah. did it have to be Adam? Um, so yeah, about her collapsing, they were rushing her to hospital, and then um, Brian delivered the line, saying, you know, I'm sorry, your mother, my Jenny. When he said my Jenny, oh, she's gone. Uh, I just found that a bit rushed. The problem they have is that a lot of the Archers community and if, already knew that Angela Piper had, um, you know, mm. was ill and knew that she probably wasn't coming back because of the nature of her illness. So on the mm. one hand, yes, it makes sense for them to kind of do a surprise one like that, just throw it in there slightly randomly, even though we know it's yeah. kind of on the cards. But actually maybe, maybe what they should have done is done that a few weeks ago and had her in a coma and sort of like dragged out some tension that way. I don't know. It's it's very, very difficult because, you know, obviously, you know, in the age of the internet, mm. uh, it's like Matthew, it's like we've talked about before with, you know, trying to avoid football matches at weddings. You know, it's an impossible <laughs> I think it was interesting that she wasn't in Ambridge. She was away, which meant, meant it all felt even more detached, didn't it? She wasn't yeah. with anybody um, on mic kind of thing when it all happened, obviously. I was about to say a bit of a Lillian she, slam there. She couldn't be, yeah. <laughs> um, and it was really um, foretold on Sunday because they were very much flagging Jenny stuff early on about, you know, they were cooking the roast potatoes, which was her recipe. They kept mentioning her. Um, and, yeah, it was, we all knew it was coming, didn't we? But even so, it still felt quite a shock. Mm. I mean, I, I do just, I mean, I how funny I found Tony trying to console Brian was, you know, was matched by, you know, how moving some other parts of the week were. Brian yeah. now has the best cheat code in Ambridge, doesn't he? Because he can just say, um, don't sit there, Tony. Jenny sits there. He used present tense, by the way, when he said that. Did you notice? Mm. Yeah. Um, but now he's just going to go, uh, uh, don't ring my doorbell, Tony. Jenny used to ring that doorbell. <laughs> don't, don't, don't talk, Tony. Jenny used to talk. Um <laughs> Don't join me in the pub, Tony. Just keep mm. going. I mean, everyone grieves in different ways. Kerry um, on Twitter, on Cidershed Twitter, um, temporary cessation of the log photo, which went appreciated. <laughs> I counted 
from tweet to tweet, and it was um, uh, 77 hours, 50 minutes, I think, you lasted, Kerry. <laughs> Before the log came out. And then I put a black armband on the log. That oh, yeah. was at someone's <laughs> request. Did, yeah. did you enjoy the did you see the Simpsons meme I created for that as well? Oh yes, I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, I I did feel bad. I I couldn't be doing silly things when she in the episode where she actually died. Really, I, I I've eased into being silly since, but that episode I just I couldn't I couldn't sort of slag Adam off. I remember when nine eleven happened. And I was obviously, again, this is like before the internet was really a thing. And I was just at home on my own. I was working at home Mm. and there was no one to talk to. And I was just sitting there and it was just unrelentingly horrific. And, you know, but eventually, you know, the the need to uh, laugh is quite, is quite strong. And obviously it was never, it was never going to be appropriate to laugh at the Twin Towers. You know, that was Mm. never going to happen. But then eventually this kind of um, insanely camp dance student was interviewed on the street about his experience i remember oh. just laughing like i never laughed before because it was just like after all the horror it was just like the kind of <laughs> the emotional relief and i think mm. that again sorry to go back to it i think that's how it was when when the tony was trying to actually it was several times this week you know tony trying to comfort brian um uh, kate just walking up to everyone and trying to sort of like mother them like they're nolitando that was quite mm. fun as well that was ridiculous um, Alice suddenly becoming this kind of like, you know, Darth Vader figure kind of like storming around the place. And then, and then Rory's transformation into this, uh, uh, I think someone said on Twitter, kind of Inspector Calls character, like the kind of the butler finally speaks in the corner. I mean, it's absolutely <laughs> remarkable. I mean, we are so grief stricken. We haven't had an ad. Oh, oh, Matthew. This is two weeks. Thank you. Thank you so much, Matthew. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. They all took their turn in being weird, didn't they? Being awful. They lurched from be- everything being wonderful on Sunday. You know, wasn't it Kate said, nothing could ruin my mood and Adam's there yeah. cooking the dinner. Um, I Brian said to Justin when they were having their cheese and crackers, um, I'm going to Adam's house to supper. But I thought he said to suffer because I was in the kitchen <laughs> at the time. I was like, yeah, Brian, you know, why break the habit of a lifetime? I reckon Jenny carked it because she sensed Adam turning the temperature down on some Yorkshire puddings, <laughs> <laughs> which is a cardinal sin. Yeah, I mean, that thing you were saying there about finding some, you know, um, humour is does lift the spirit even when there's something bad happening. I, I mm. put out a quite shameless tweet after the the hospital scene on Sunday that just said, wait, did Adam take the mushroom welling tonight? <laughs> that got yeah. an enormous amount of likes. <laughs> and it's very cheap. I understand that, you know, mm. but it's up there with the log. Yeah, it was quite heartening, actually. Lots of Twitter are being daft. And that's no disrespect to Angela Piper, of course, is it? Mm. No, it is. I'd be curious to know how much of a, of a hand um, the actor had in yeah, how it happened and what happened and what was read even tonight. And that bit where Adam just was reading from the book. Oh, and then, God. Oh, I'm sorry. And I thought Kate was going to go, yeah, you should be, Adam. You should have never taken it off of Alice. <laughs> I did tweet after that that Adam makes me feel physically sick sometimes. <laughs> he made me cringe so badly. Anyway, enough about him. 
But I think Jen- Jenny will be really missed, won't she? That voice and how she was with Brian. And I think now with the, with the, all of the kids falling apart and blaming each other and then feeling guilty by turn, they are realising that Jenny did a lot for all of them and was quite a rock and, and certainly was a rock for Brian through all his terrible times. He was really feeling uh, some, he was be repentful. Is that the right word? Repentance. Repentant. Kerry, you must have been, you must have been tortured <laughs> because two very powerful sides of your womanhood must have been playing out. <laughs> a kind of maternal instinct, a desire to look after him and care for him, and also mm. just the horniness of hearing Brian, <laughs> you know, sl- slapping those kids around, you know, telling they're all idiots, uh, um, just, you know, telling telling Tony to do one. A newly single. Yeah, I'm going to be a really excellent stepmother for Kate and Adam. I will take no shit from either of those two. Theoretically, there is a way to somehow... Uh, get you into the show, Kerry, but written as you, <laughs> but with your actual life. But does that mean who else goes? But then it could get a bit meta because then is the podcast mm. in there? And every week, Kerry has to go off on a Friday evening <laughs> to do a podcast about the show that she's actually in. <laughs> I'd love that. I would absolutely love to. Yeah. But it's, sorry, Jenny, it's my, t- my turn now. Do you know yeah. what I was reminded of today was that it was a couple of things, but that scene where Jenny took Rory to the train station. Mm. Do you remember? After yeah. Alice had thrown it in his face that Jenny used to go around to um, Kate and the others to complain about Siobhan. Yeah. And then she went there and there was that big tearful goodbye, wasn't there, when he went off to London to hook her. Mm. Um, it was, uh, I was really thinking about that today. That was quite a, a thing because Rory was a bit of a bell end wasn't he initially and I know I will say this if I ever want anyone to deliver bad news to me I'm calling Alice that was f-ing awesome it wasn't awesome no I I'm joking Kerry <laughs> yeah um I'm... yeah sorry it's the middle of the night it's not good it's about mum sorry Rory she's dead <laughs> it's just like... yeah there was much chat about that as well because I was like oh my god that was brutal and loads of people going well he deserved everything he got I don't think any of that but I mean Peter Kerry is known for her directness do you not think Kerry might deliver news like that <laughs> yeah I, I'm reminded of the joke my dad used to tell me about being in the army where the sergeant major gets the whole troop to go out, stand in front of him and says everyone with a ma- mother take a step forward where do you think you're going Jenkins um oh but, yeah. god oh. Um, so, but yeah, that's, you know, the, the warbest levels of directness <laughs> with young Rory. The words were okay. It was how she said it, I think, the tone and the delivery. And I think we all know why there was friction between her and Rory and why he might think, what's she doing here? Uh, and not have answered her calls. He had no idea what news was coming. Uh, I, I just thought that was off. What do you think Julianne called him back for? Mm. One of two things. She was either like, don't tell anyone about the arrangement, because that's the first thing that he came back and said to them, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. To swear on your life, which is like, you know, timely thing to say, Rory. Mm. It was up there with Stella saying to Brian, oh, you're still alive then? Oh, like, that was a Jesus. clanger, wasn't it? But yeah, yeah, there was also this, it was either that or she, she and or, I think she slipped him a bit of a, bit of gack for the weekend. I don't know. There's something <laughs> going on with Julianne. Very suspicious. She's not likable, is she? Oh no. no. The art there's a there's a certain type of Archers fan um who is determined to see everything in a binary way and they can't accept the fact that Rory can be both a bell end and also an incredibly damaged mm. and vulnerable man who needs looking after. Like mm-hmm. the two can coexist quite happily. I mean, I find him absolutely unbearable in his current iteration. Um but uh, you know, I also I also feel for him. I mean we've all we all know what you know. We all know what a few lumps and bumps in your childhood can do, and then you, you know, you know, imagine what he's been through. It's absolute no wonder he's a bit messed up. Yeah, exactly. And Alice, Alice was so appalling to him. I'll never forget that side of it as well. No, that I don't think that will ever really heal, will it? Do you think in, that's in any way just kind of 
pushed him into the kind of person that he's being now, doing the things that he's doing now in London. Oh, yeah. I'm not entirely sure how much uni work he's actually doing. I mean, he did use his a meeting with his tutor as an excuse to get out of being with Julianne, didn't he, a while back, and she kind of went a bit ballistic at him. I don't think he's doing any. I, I honestly don't think he's doing any at all. Yeah. Because he said he doesn't deserve to grieve when he was talking to Ruth and, and feels he doesn't belong there. He definitely doesn't seem to belong there, does he, amongst those people? No, but then where does he get off telling Chris, you're not even part of this family anymore? I mean, fair play, say that to yeah. Chris. <laughs> but, um, like, I, li- I liked that bit. You know, yeah, make your mind up, Rory. Mm. I mean, that maybe is quite true to life. He's, you know, he, he, he it's his only family, but he also does quite rightly feel at a remove from it all. Um, mm. But, you know, any human being would. They're such a <laughs> absolute mess. I mean, when's, when's Debbie coming back for her big... Her big moment. Yeah. Well, she was on the Zoom call, wasn't she? Uh, apparently, that we didn't hear or anything. Will she come back for the funeral? Don't know. What about Phoebe? She hasn't been mentioned at all. She's too too busy off being Britain's brainiest person. Um, yeah, in, in Scotland. Scotland. Yeah. But it was what odd that she wasn't mentioned. There was Nolatando was talked about because of the breakup, but also um, Kate had spoken to her she about the death but wasn't nolatando just an excuse to try and uh, uh justify kate's rather you know swoony overly mm. affectionate behavior for the rest of the week it was kind of like oh yes kate does understand motherhood if you thought tony was doing a bad job of comforting <laughs> um brian he then ran into david who kind of <laughs> chased him down a lane somewhere I found that really moving, actually, that scene on Thursday, because he was talking about, oh, this is where this happened, and then I took her up to the wood. Mm. Um, I thought at one point he was going to say she'd look at home in a Chelsea strip, but it was a Chelsea boutique. I was like, yes. where is he going with this? The only one in Ambridge who would look, yeah, good in a Chelsea, yeah. Do you fancy David Melitary? <laughs> oh, come on. Don't, don't, don't do that. But there was that bit where David said to, uh, to Brian, You've got us. And Brian went, no. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm with you there, Brian. <laughs> and then the best, should you start crying yourself when you're trying to console someone who's crying? Was that's what it sounded David, like David was doing? It's like, no, don't do that. Mm, he needs to be more yeah. staunch, you know, like he was with Ruth. Got to buy some fence posts. Life <laughs> goes on. Oh, dear, oh, dear. I did think it was funny how Jenny seemed to often have been carrying a tray in uh, people's memories of her. <laughs> was it her not memory... the same event, though, Well, that she wrote about in her journal and that Brian talked with David about? I don't think so, because the champagne tray he was when uh, was in the journal, wasn't it? And the other one was when she was in their home and Brian mm. caught sight of her through a doorway and she had a tray of volivons. In my mind, it was the same event because it was prior to him making the decision to buy the land and it was a wooing party and she was there to kind of help. So I thought those two ideas linked. No, she always carried a tray at all times, <laughs> wherever wherever she was. <laughs> Brian, in real time, was probably there saying to people, oh, yeah, 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 she's great, yeah, yeah, she can, she can serve champagne and volivons but not peanuts at the same time. Matthew, I'm surprised you didn't come in with a, a traitor att- attraction joke or something. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there are. You know, it's a tough week for puns, I have to say. Mm. I, I, but then we got the the fixing or the beginning of the the um, fixing of the Neil and Brian relationship tonight, which I thought was quite moving. Oh, come man. here, oh, yeah. Let's go later. down the pub. I thought yeah. they were going to wrestle in the pig muck. I thought there'd <laughs> been like a massacre in, they'd killed off a load of people because the Neil turns around and says, I know Susan's passed on. I was like, what? <laughs> Did he? Yeah, but he said passed on the news, but there was a oh, uncomfortable <laughs> pause. And I was like, hang on. He was, I thought he was going to say, so let's go into Felpersham on the pull, eh, Brian? <laughs> Neil was great, I thought, and a hugely stark contrast to how Tony was handling everything. I know it's different, yeah, a different connection there to the dead person, but yeah. it just highlighted that Neil's far more warm and spontaneous 
than Tony mm. can ever possibly be, not just in these episodes this week, but just... The adjective we're looking for, Kerry, is human. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Tony. He was polishing Johnny's Flying Scotsman, wasn't he, this week? I did that in the shower this morning. Woo-woo! <laughs> Seeing as we're mentioning your day, uh, Matthew, just a quick little side thing. Congratulations, Matthew. Matthew is uh, moving into a, a bougie new pad. So, well, yeah, was... yeah. Getting um, uh, still renting here. People, are, the owners are selling up, so we had to move and um, taken a taken the plunge and bought a pad in Portugal. So we'll keep Aww. you posted. I'll have it's some exciting. moving drama. Some it is massively exciting. We keep on having these kind of moments where we're like ah, and then <laughs> being totally calm, and then we start screaming mm. again. But it's right. Yeah, you sound very buoyant and 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 it's nice. Well, there was we, we got sent a, a lovely picture of Matthew kind of um, waving a piece of paper like a loon in the street at his wife. <laughs> yeah, um, which is quite nice. Yeah, if any family members are listening to this, yeah, yeah, I've um, mm. got a mortgage now. Yeah. Well, fantastic news. Well, um, you know when um, say Manchester United play in the FA Cup, and then you know, and they they and it's like a sign of respect to the team they're playing, the kind of Championship or First Division team they're playing, that all of the starters are there, all the big players are there. Well, that's a kind of measure of how big a character Jenny was. You think about it, like all of the big mm-hmm. guns were out this week. David, uh, Neil, all of the children except for Debbie. Like, you know, they, they mm-hmm. threw a lot of cast members at this week. It was like, you know, yeah. it was quite, it was quite a sort of, a, it was, a, you know, it was a, what's it, what's it called? Where they, you form an arch and people walk through it? The human arch? Oh, there's a you know what I mean? Anyway, it's like the last salute. Like, they do, like they do at weddings. Oh, I've got a great story about one of The honour card. Um, that's it, yeah. An old friend of mine, uh, old work colleague, his uh, girlf- then girlfriend, now wife, is pathologically afraid of being caught on camera in any shape or form, moving or whatever, or she used to be. Uh, she doesn't like it. And she, not long into their relationship, he, they went to their cousin's, his cousin's wedding. And so a, lo- a lot of his family were meeting her for the first time. And they had to form one of those human arches for the bride and groom to come through she suddenly spots a guy with a camcorder filming it. She breaks, makes a break for it and accidentally pins the groom to the floor and it ended all up on camera. Oh, my God. And, you know, my friend was just like, uh, yeah, that's my girlfriend. <laughs> Drawing far more attention to herself than if she just stood there. Yeah. Yeah. Someone did say on Twitter that there should be one of those arches with everyone holding a kitchen aid when the coughing goes through. Bloody heavy, Kerry. I mean, you're going to have to start the strongest, the strongest <laughs> villagers for that job. Maybe a tagine lid, would that do? Yeah, yeah. Or, just a, or a big sort of balloon whisk. Sort of yeah, they could like. have tagine lids on their heads as, as hats, couldn't they? Talking of tagines, what football was Ian at on Sunday? Ah, I know, I know. Hang on, hang on. I, I, I looked it up. I think it was Birmingham City women playing Sunderland ladies. <laughs> really? Sunderland one one three. So now that now that women's football is getting a lot more popular, right? I which you know I, I don't think there's there's no there's no particular comment to make apart from that it is getting more popular. What I really want is for there to be a shorthand at the beginning of any articles about football, so that I don't keep on reading. It says like uh, <laughs> Arsenal seven, Chelsea one, and like yes and then afterwards you, you read on and it says wsl i've done that yeah yeah true i fully respect the women's game as much as i respect the men's name i just want to know what i'm reading about i know what they should do they should have all the women's stuff in pink and all the men's <laughs> stuff in blue i do love a joke that only one person in a group can crack you know like if, <laughs> that would be a very very different laugh if it was me or matthew i'll tell you what carrie they should do they should cover it all in a perfume and knickers yeah have it all sort of flowery and that. Yeah, exactly. Like like women like. Yeah. Yeah. God blimey, you could do it. you could run a an expert men's guru website with that kind of info. <laughs> more on that one day. Yeah. yeah. More hey, on. More on he is a moron. Um what did you think of the fact that Jenny had withheld her illness from some people? Um it's I mean it doesn't seem likely it to be honest it doesn't seem true to her character 
Well, it was mm. Tony that f***ed it all up for everyone else, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Because <laughs> he was so emotional when she told him. She thought, I'm not telling anyone else if that's what happens. That doesn't make any sense. Like, you're not, no one is, no is going to use Tony as their barometer for how to behave in the world. Or if they do, <laughs> then they, yeah. The thing is here, what um, Jenny didn't realise was that Tony had just derailed the Earl of St. Germans. So he wasn't <laughs> particularly upset about that. He was just worried about how he was going to fix it. <laughs> you love mentioning that trade, don't you? <laughs> it's, I, the, I did... it's the only one I can... <laughs> I did slightly feel for Lillian, who'd been sort of, you know, packed off on a weekend away with someone with this illness and wasn't aware of the fact. No, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a very good point. She made that herself, didn't she? She said to Tony, I would yeah. have never gone on that trip if I'd have known that she was ill. Or if she had, she would at least be armed with the fact that, you know, you've got to be a bit careful or maybe sort of not neck quite so much champagne or I don't know. Isn't there some issue with saunas and heart conditions? I don't know. I think so. Is this a joke? Or, no. No, it's not. Punchline? <laughs> no, no, I, I haven't got one. I mean, I'll try and think of one mm. if you want. But no, no, I think there is a, I think there is some kind of, danger of people being in high temperatures and uh, doing Bikram yoga maybe it's the like the veins but I thought it might be okay. like also related to the heart oh, so perhaps were they Lillian, in a spa type yeah, yeah they were in a spa weren't they mm. and and drinking quaffing champagne I do know that there's been a lot of press recently which is maybe something they're trying to tap into about the fact that uh, um, treatment of um, publicity around women's heart conditions is you know it, it, it's not at the fore. Everyone's for years. It's kind of like it's mm. kind of thought of very much as a male uh, um, condition. Yeah, and they're trying to kind of make sure that women take a bit better correct, uh, um, bit bit better care of their cardiac system. Someone very high profile died of a heart attack recently, didn't they? A woman. I can't remember who it was. Anyway, the, Je- well, that's Jenny ra- Aldridge. <laughs> yes, Carrie. I was say <laughs> that's Radio Gold. Um, yeah. yeah. I. 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 They were even bickering about that, though, weren't they? Or everybody was at each other about, well, how did... Because Adam found the medical notes and then had to go at Brian. Couldn't an operation have been done? <laughs> uh, and Brian was like, well, yeah, hold your horses. I thought Brian took a lot of stick immediately in the aftermath of, you know, they were trying to get, drag him out of his room, uh, quizzing him about funeral. What you mean you never discussed? Gust the favourite poem or song. Or... And then the domino rally of accusations that kind of like set off around the room. It was kind of like, well, you did this, well, you did that, well, what about this? Yeah, it was just... Yeah. It was like, no, no, it wasn't just Alice's problems. It was the trouble with the farm. And Adam's like, Oh, it's yeah, my fault what? now, is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I tell you who's... And he even went, actually, it was you pouring chemicals in the am. They were all at it, weren't they? Throwing blame everywhere adam didn't get it all wrong though did he because he did go and tell stella exactly the right thing you know he said exactly the right thing just go and do what you want stella you've got carte blanche it's your farm run it how you want and we all we we all know that that's not going to backfire and there won't be a huge repercussion i think maybe (laughs) stella is going to be brian's rebound oh yeah that has been mooted um I, i know the age difference is incredibly large but with brian anything is possible <laughs> well kerry anything's possible because you're about to go into the show and become his mistress so yes so basically you're saying that stella and brian are going to agree on the drill stella oh. and brian and kerry are having a massive you know <laughs> three-way um I, I must point out that uh someone got in touch on facebook nina to say so sad about jenny darling is it too soon to say kerry to kerry the brian's available <laughs> No, it isn't too soon. So your reputation proceed. Yeah, I've got my outfit for the funeral hanging up on the back of my bedroom door. Yeah, someone did point out in the comments, Dave said, I don't think it'll make a difference to Brian whether he's available or not. (laughs) Mm. Yes, that drill makes me nervous, though. I think, obviously, it's good. Oh, it's a wrecker, isn't it? You can see it coming. It's definitely, yeah. And what I thought, Stella, come on, you've got a better head on your shoulders than that. I found it odd that she was going to Adam 
about all the finite details of the drill. And he's like, Brian hasn't even said anything about it to me. Just do what you like. There's no way. Yes, all right. There's a bit of a deadline and the build time and you've got to book it in. And if they want to do it for the autumn drilling, they need to crack on with it. But surely a few days won't make a difference. There's a big questions hanging over it. It's all uh, Lillian's meltdown. I think I think it was like a, mm. a, a bit of a sort of a, a, a shimmy. They they tried to sort of suggest that Alice is going to be the one melting down. So we're all looking there. And in fact, mm. it's going to be Lillian who's going to sort of like go off the rails. Um, we've got the whole thing with the drill. Who is Brian's next conquest going to be? That is just, you know, I think there's going to be all kinds of stuff going on there, which will be a lot of fun. Unless, or oh, please don't make it one of those things where it's the man dies of a broken heart. They could do that to us because maybe Brian is going to retire the actor. Yeah, I think that is a possibility. Yeah, I mean, in real life, his wife, who played Shula, has retired from the show. Mm. So mm. maybe they're just all exiting stage left. Talk about stage left. In that argument where the archers, uh, the Aldridges were all tearing strips off each other, it was mm. like the, the spotlight swung to the corner and there was Rory with a cheroot in his mouth. <laughs> well, well, well. Mm. Look at the Aldridge fam, yeah? <laughs> Dressed like something out of Bugsy Malone. Yeah, because that's the thing. I don't want to criticise the actor because he, that's very much what the the script writers set him up to do. But it was one hell of a gear change from, you know, the family bickering to him, like you said, being there kind of, you know, it was a bigger entrance than Lawrence of Arabia, you know, <laughs> in, the, in the David Lean classic. It was absolutely mammoth. Because didn't he say, what did he say? He kind of brought um, Jenny up first, didn't he? Didn't he say something like... Um, she always loved a facade, I think he yeah. said. Yeah. She was always good with keeping up a facade, meaning because about him, her and Brian's relationship, I suppose. Well, everything, the whole I, lot, I assumed he was talking about the lovely frontage she'd put on the farmhouse that then they lost. <laughs> And that was the bit that um, Matthew was talking about earlier on. Sorry to go on a little tiny segue. Uh, it was the bit where Brian was saying he lost the house. Yes. And yeah. And knowing the pain it had caused her. That was the bit that I found very upsetting. Anyway, sorry. Oh, no, no, you're right. You're right. That was important because he said, you know, that was the one thing. She made that house the home that it was. And that was the one thing that he gave her that meant so much to her. And he lost it. Hands down, the gills are going to be getting some serious poltergeist activity in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> yes, that's true. What really well-made patients just pouring out the arm yeah. one after the other. Yeah, you know, like in the first poltergeist movie, she turns around and they've stacked all the chairs up on the table. The camera pans around. It's brilliantly done because there's like a chair moving. She keeps hearing it and she looks around. She thinks she's imagining mm. it. She goes to the worktop. She comes back and they're all stacked stacked in a pyramid on the on the kitchen island. It's gonna be like that, except like it's gonna be domestic goddess stuff, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I am worried because Brian did say I can't imagine how I'm going to move on. And I just think he's not I can't imagine him going back to the farming, really. I think he needs to go to the sacred caves of Bizutu. <laughs> To get healed with where Kate was going to go. Well, they said it's where the physical and the spiritual worlds coexist. I was like, isn't that what we're listening to now in the archers? Yeah. <laughs> Brian, Brian with a Ouija board out on Lakey Hill, desperately trying to talk to... I mean, I, mm. I, I, I really... I mean, the thing is, Brian has to bow out at some point. You know, the actor yeah. is... Um, I feel like he deserves. He's he's arguably the biggest character in the show. Like I mean, in both senses, you know, as a mm -hmm. personality and also as a kind of cornerstone of so many of the plots. So he does deserve a bit more than just kind of withering because he's pining for Jenny. Yeah, but that definitely. would kind of make sense. It would be more kind of true to life. I honestly can't imagine. Well, he can't imagine how he's going to move on. I can't imagine the archers without him with like knowing he will never appear again is going to be oh. very difficult to deal with we might have to start from um 1980 kerry 
the whole podcast we're gonna have to yeah. do we have enough listeners, do we have enough listeners now to sustain the podcast if we all make a collective decision to go back to listen from 1980 oh, do you know what do you know what i would have to say that would be a banging patreon idea that we go back just one week and listen to a vintage episode and we review it as yeah. we would normally review something i bet it's absolute dog shit the old ones oh it is it is but the very old ones are very weird well do you know I was thinking that tonight when Chris, when Chris was saying, uh, you know, I know she wasn't my mother-in-law anymore, but she was Martha's, she's, she was Martha's grandmother and she was a, a wonderful woman or something like that. And all I remember was that her saying to when Susan called them after the wedding in Vegas and she put the phone down and she went, oh my God, our daughter's a Carter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should, I mean, that's a, that's a good point actually, like. Of all of the stuff that's... So my grandmother was a wonderful, wonderful woman, but she was a snob. And I think the same thing could be said said for Jenny. Like, you know, she wasn't she wasn't always the most likable woman in the world. She was kind of like no. a... She was, you know, she's definitely someone who came through in a crisis. Her morals, I think, were better than most of her, the rest of her family. Like, I think she's someone who did the right thing when it came down to it, even if she was quite mm. petty and sort of a, a, a mean-spirited on occasion. So I, you know, I never really warmed to her that much, but I did sort of admire the fact that there was a kind of a, a bedrock of sort of good morals that she seemed to sort of like use as a springboard. But I could listen to her voice yes. all day long. That's the thing for me is no matter what she's saying, if it was snobby, if it wasn't, if she was comforting Rory, if she was t- chastising Brian or... Oh, Brian! Delicious voice. Yeah, very, very well acted. And also, uh, if you are in love with Brian as a character, a lot of that is down to the interplay between yeah. those two characters. Like, you know, sh- you know, th- th- it's like the whole, you know, it's like how a shape can be described by negative space, right? You know, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Brian's character is a, a, is a, is a kind of a, re- a reaction to Jenny in a lot of ways. Wasn't it kind of like an inverted snobbery, really? Because she didn't actually, she shouldn't have been a snob. She she came from somewhere, a place where she ha- was in no place to be a snob, really. Yeah, same as my grandmother. Yeah, it's the yeah. Arivista, oh, right, isn't okay. it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Talking of snobbery, when at, at the beginning of the week, when Adam asked Alice, how are the little people doing? I thought she was going to say, what, um, Chris's family? <laughs> The grand, the grandies. <laughs> there is going to be a riot, Peter, if something doesn't happen this week, and as co- according to our Facebook group. So, if Jenny was from like working class stock, Pat is from soup stock. You need to play <laughs> Pat. You need to play Pat chat. They want it. The people want it. But well, we have. But there's been. Okay, we can do Pat chat. Um, <laughs> jingle inserted now. Pat chat. Pat chat. Pat chat. Uh, because um, there was a magnificent mo- moment when um, Lillian came round and Pat was cajoling Tony, and he was putting up a kind of like kind of like a, a very kind of weak, limp lettuce sort of like reaction. Oh, I don't want to, and then, she, and then suddenly she's like Tony, and you kiss us. Oh, bloody mm-hmm. hell! You know she wears the trousers, yeah. a spare pair of trousers over on the top of those trousers. If you don't toe the line, it's going to be parsnip, apple, and pear soup next week. <laughs> well, I I did a tweet about the parsnip and apple soup um, earlier today. I said it, it's been a rough week in the arches. Still reeling here about parsnip and apple soup being a thing. <laughs> to be quite honest with you, yeah, it sounds disgusting. I was about to say I was I was I was sort of going to do to what's it called? I was going to defer my own opinion to Matthew, the professional chef. If I gave mm. you parsnips and some pears, Matthew, do you think you could conjure something up? Is a bit of stilton going in there? How are we how are we how are we making this work? Pears, maybe. Well, pear pear and blue cheese, you can make a nice salad or a pizza, can't you? Yeah. Parsnips? I don't know. I think those have to go on the side somewhere. Parsnip and apple. Is that is that a regional word for bin then uh, in your part of the West Country? <laughs> In, in the sites, <laughs> like yeah, because parsnips can do one. I mean, they're just using up what they have. I mean, it's mm. probably the apples that are rotten that they can't put in the um, 
in the veg and the, the fruit boxes. That sounds even nicer now. That one's got a maggot in it. That's Tony's soup. <laughs> and some she's people... Just, she's, just, she's just making up soups. So I know that there is a parsnip in that apple soup. I'm aware of it. I've people seen it. People were saying it's heavily spiced and that just sounds awful as well. Heavily spiced parsnip with apples. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those... It's like people tend to put kind of cumin and stuff like that in it to offset the sweetness, don't they? But uh, yeah, I'd like to see... I'd like her... Her soup combos to get weirder and weirder as the weeks go on. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I've made you um, squid arse and fettuccine soup this week, Tony. You happy with that? Flying Scotsman yeah. and tapioca. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Earl of St. Germans and truffle. Not the Earl of St. Germans, Pat. <laughs> then Lillian will walk in and go, oh, you're still upset, don't they? Mm. It's going to be a difficult segue, isn't it, back to normal archers? I mean, suddenly Justin in the shop seems a million miles away. Um, yes. You know. I'm trying to imagine upselling funeral goods to the Aldridges <laughs> as they come in. I thought of that during the week. I was kind of imagining <laughs> Justin kind of, kind of like, oh, so yes. Um... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> but, yeah. Go on, dear. No, you're doing great. No, no, it was too vile. It was too vile. I was going to... You've got to sort of gargle a right load of snot in the back of your throat to get just No, I think it's the content he's worried about. I know. I was, I was, it was absolutely appalling. I normally speak very, fr- I would, it's just my mind's in the gutter at the moment. Absolutely awful. Let's put oh, it this way. Go, ne- go ne- there, go there. Necrophilia was involved, Kerry. <laughs> oh, no, no. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Yes. Let's, uh, okay. Well, then it, there you go. There's the barometer of the characters on this on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was going to upsell something to do with Shaggy. A dead yeah, Shaggy Jenny. Jenny yeah. um, shall we um, okay. cleanse the palate with a, uh, an advert? Yeah. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jacob, back like a flash, he immediately spots the exact volume of wine that was spilt on the floor and how many (laughs) minutes that Eric had tried to clean it up. But Kate said that he'd gone to stay with a friend in France that does special things to horse. <laughs> it's like, that does not sound good. I seem to remember, like, in Southwest News a few years ago, a guy in Bridgend got seven years for doing special things to horses, <laughs> which involved him climbing up on a stool. Do you remember that? Oh, Lord. The gold standard for me was the guy who was caught by a commuter train outside Newcastle using his allotment with a goat. And uh, the train broke down. <laughs> yeah, about, yeah, the the the, the nine thirty two to uh, um, yeah Gateshead. It's got a Eiffel. <laughs> so do you reckon? Actually, it wasn't Jacob doing that though. It was the woman. So maybe it's different. He wait. He'll be all right. He won't go to prison. What Catherine the Great, styley? Mm, yeah, exactly. 
Kerry, if people want to talk to us about bestiality, what social media <laughs> channels can they use? Please come to at the Cider Shed Pod where we've cracked three thousand followers. Would you? And Kerry, Kerry, amazing work. So the. The, the all the effort that Kerry puts into Twitter, it's kind of a, it's like death by a thousand cuts, isn't it, Kerry? It's a kind of slow, <laughs> attritional sort of yeah. grind. Um, so it is uh, amazing. I tell you what, um, a character dying in the archers really boosted our figures. <laughs> it did, didn't it? I wondered why the numbers suddenly went up. Like it went up on Instagram as well. Yeah, I want who who next, please, so we can get to four thousand. <laughs> uh, we also had two new five-star reviews as well. Um, mm. Really, really fantastic ones. I won't read them all out, but please go and read them yourselves. They were from Morello7777 and Marconi's Mamba. Well, that Marconi's Mamba one was the one that um, praised the presenter's voice that said it could melt frozen butter, but we had appalling mm. taste in music. And that caused more problems than it did. Well, it raised more questions than it did answers, didn't it? <laughs> Um, who is the presenter they're talking about? Guys, guess there's Kerry and Matthew as well. Think about them. They've got lovely voices too, right? <laughs> yeah, so we don't know who you're talking about. Is it one, two, or all of us? And was it what turned you off? Was it my terrible Instagram choices of music, or was it Kerry's slagging of Journey? It's uh, definitely the Journey thing, isn't it? Because don't they say that Marconi plays a mamba in that song? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know it that well. Because Peter tweeted a reply with those lyrics in, I think. Yeah. Uh, and, and slamming Marconi as well. Also, I had a lovely story shared with me by Tabitha Droy. Um, she contacted me in a DM on Twitter and she sent little video messages to me in DM. I'm not encouraging all people to send videos via DM on Twitter. Not if you're cleaning uh, John is Flying Scotsman. No, but she had a really nice heartwarming story where her mum went on holiday and she bumped into Ali Dowling, who plays Elizabeth on holiday and got talking to her. She was lovely. And then Tabitha received via the mum, having spoken to Ali Dowling, a signed script from the Archers. And it was the Hunt Ball episode. Oh, my. And it's a Christmas present. Yeah. And it's all signed with lovely messages from the, the whole of the cast. And she sent us pictures of that script. So, um, we can hopefully share those on our social media. So thank you, Tabitha. It was lovely to hear that. Oh, and, and what I, I mean, that's that's proper being nice, isn't it? That's top level. Uh, yeah. That's, that's commitment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. From now on, we're going to be nicer about the archers. Oh no! And this was the last episode <laughs> of the Cider Shed podcast. Um, let's give a little shout out to our Instagram. It's the same handle as. Twitter at the Cider Shed Pod. Numbers been going up there again, and uh, 657 followers now. We're on 99 posts, so who's going to get the 100th post? We will see. And lots of people still loving that review. There was a one-star review that said they constantly complain about the archers, characters, and the writing and the storylines. <laughs> uh, lots of people just posting laughing emojis to that and saying love it. Um, <laughs> We've got a Facebook group called the Cider Shed Podcast. Find us there. It's going up there as well. And I just have to give a little shout out on our Patreon. We've got two new um, patrons. We've got um, Caroline and Helen. Uh, Caroline made the fatal error of asking a, asking me a question in the DMs of the Patreon about the archers. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. She, uh, she did ask. Did Freddie get propositioned for a threesome or did she imagine it? And I was just, I came back with scarily encyclopedic knowledge of the whole event. So there you mm. go. Um, Caroline, you've learned your lesson there. But yeah, <laughs> thanks to both of you two and everyone else that helps us out. It's, uh, yes. yeah, it's just really, really kind of makes us feel a little bit better. Absolutely appreciated. Yeah. yeah. Go on then. Uh, Peter's last um Kerry's no longer top some um some weirdo has parachuted into the league and he's number one uh Peter have you stole my notes <laughs> <laughs> yeah um 
my other half had a brilliant suggestion for next year's. She was like, mm. why don't you just call the League the Cider Shed podcast and that way more people will find the podcast. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. You fool, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I'll take all the blame for that. Um, yeah, 4-4-Poo, whoever the he is, is still leading the table. If you're an oh. Archer fan and listener, big up to you and a Cider Shed listener. We love you. But otherwise, who the hell are you? And don't, <laughs> yeah, don't sit down in our league. That's where Jenny used to sit. That's what I'd say. Um, <laughs> Kerry, you're in fifth. Ooh, um, not bad. Yeah. Andrew Beaslist's in third. Julie Fremantle, who was once leading the way, is now in fourth. Um, Liam, he's dropped. He helped set up the league. He's in 13th. I'm in 17th. I'm getting, <sighs> I'm getting um, dangerously close to Peter. Oh, no. Um, Kerry, what do you think about real life and uh, um, and the fiction <laughs> matching each other? Matthew and his beloved team both mm. diving down the table. Yeah, and I'm quite near the top. Yeah, uh, somehow, somehow, because of the way you've your team has been shuffled around this week, you've got so many. Did you shuffle your team, Peter? Of course not. Because last week I told you Marcus Alonso was on the bench and he went to Barcelona in August. For some reason now he's out on the pitch. <laughs> Well, I don't, I look, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I probably can't even remember. Don't, don't, don't even know what my login is. So you okay, know, that's all right. Okay, that's well, you know, it. I mean, yeah, you're you're bomb anyway. But um, yeah, well, let, let's see. Well, it's a cup. It's a cup week this week, so no one will get any points. But yeah, if you wanna, if you wanna join our league and you have a, an existing team, you can just follow the link in the podcast description. Yeah, it's nil nil Man City Arsenal at the moment. Kerry needs to uh, go off yeah. and see how level beloved Arsenal um, trash Man City. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew has got to go and open uh, what I assume is one of a succession of um, celebratory bottles of something. Uh, well done, Matthew. It's already open. And I'm expecting the uh, rat-a-tat-tat of a delivery man bringing me some pizza. So, oh, oh, nice. Yeah, exactly. Is it oh, parsnip and apple pizza? <laughs> of course, of course, yes. Is Ian delivering it to you? Oh, God, I'm kicking down the street. Um, Have a lovely week, everyone. (laughs) Yay, see you next week. See you, bye.